always something to talk about in Penguin Land. Brian Russ gets a big contract extension. Surprises the heck out of me this weekend. I'm going to spend the first segment talking about that, give my reaction and analysis to it, and you know what it could mean moving forward for the Penguins. Ron Hextall finally spoke to the media on Monday. Going to give my thoughts on that and what to potentially expect for the offseason. Also, some updates from Elliot Freeman on 32 Thoughts um, with the contract situations with Evgeny Malkin and Chris Letang. That's all coming up right after this drop. You're locked on Penguins. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at Eleanor's for Penguins. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Ben Lines to cover this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. That has been online where the game starts. So, <clears throat> excuse me. As I said in my intro, Penguins, you know, they're they're obviously they're never boring. And it's funny. I was playing, you know, Fortnite. Yeah, and yes, people still do play that game, even though it is four to five years old with my with my good buddy Jeff, who's on Penguins Twitter. And I think two people DM'd me and they said W. I'm like, and it was a Darren Dreger tweet. I'm like, okay, this is probably a contract tweet. And I expected to see Evgeny Malkin or Chris Tang on there. And I saw it was a Brian Ross. I was like, what? Is that, is that, is that, I had to make sure that was the real Darren Greger account two or three times to make sure that was not a fake. Because, you know, um, I know everyone that probably listens to the show knows what my take was on Brian Russ. I, I thought he was gone. Honestly, my the ratio of him staying was probably 5% to 95% gone. I did not think the Penguins were going to keep him. Um, I thought his, he was going to price himself out. I figured the contract would be six times six, six point six times six point five, kind of maybe like the Zach Hyman deal, where maybe a team g- gives him seven years on the open market. <clears throat> so I saw, I was like, okay, it's going to be a six-year term, and and I tweeted, obviously, I was like, okay, let's see the number here. Are the Penguins going to get a hometown discount? Did they pay too much to sign him? And then when the number came out, I think it was Frank Zarabelli, then Elliot Friedman, and a couple of the uh, Josh Yowie, a couple of the Penguins reporters, five point one two five. I was like. All right, is that real? And I obviously made sure that obviously all the check marks were on the accounts. And at the end of the day, this was a hometown discount for the Penguins. You know, and I know what Brian Russ said. You know, I I want a number that's fair. You know, I want to be paid my worth. But at the end of the day, he only got a raise of one point six million. Like he was making three and a half on that contract that Jim Rutherford signed him. Um, after the 2016-17 Stanley Cup run, where you know he obviously got a raise and rightfully so with how he played during those two cup runs, um, <clears throat> but the fact that he only got a 1.6 million dollar raise, um, go, that, that's just that's a steal by Ron Hextall. Um, I know he's had his hits. I know he's had some misses as of late. This is a hit, a very job well done. Um, he easily could have went out on the open market and gotten a contract from another team that was six times six. Six times six and a half, potentially even six times seven. Steve Eiserman, I think, was probably ready to, you know, give him a blank check. I think Josh Yowie of the Athletics said that that was one of the teams that was really interested in him. I think Brian is from uh, Michigan anyway. Um, you know, I'm sure there's a bunch of other teams in both conferences that did not make the playoffs here that would have loved to get their hands on him just because you know he has that that cup winning experience. He's almost a point per game player. 
you know, these these players do not grow on trees. And again, the fact that the Penguins they got him for only five, five point one million, um, six again, it's basically six years, 31, 32 million. Just a really job well done. And that that opens up possibilities now for again for them to bring back Chris Latang and Evgeny Malkin. But the top line, it's gonna stay intact going into next season. Get Jake Ensel, Sidney Crosby, and Brian Rust. You know, the Penguins are probably going to get at least three good years out of Brian before the contract um, potentially starts turning sour. And, you know, I saw some of these takes on Twitter. Well, you can't sign them for six years. And it's like, you know, years four through six or potentially five through the, the last two years of the deal. Who gives a crap? The team is going to probably be really bad at the end of that at the end of that contract because you know Cindy Crosby and, and Chris Thang and Malkin if they sign they all may retire at the end of that point and then it, it doesn't really matter because the team is just going to stink. So you know at the end of the day that that really doesn't bother me too much as long as you get three pretty good years until Sid's contract is up in 2025. Um, you know it, it's it's really not a big deal to me. You know I obviously understand that he is on. He is 30 now, so the wheels could fall off at any point. But he, I mean, he, he had another very good season um this year for the Penguins, of course, as I look up um his hockey reference page here. You know, in the regular season, um, you know, 58 points in 60 games in the playoffs, um, eight points in the seven games, two of those were goals. Going back the last three seasons. 27 goals, 56 points in 55 games in 2020, 42 points, 56 games last season. This past season, 60 games, he was banged up a little bit, 58 points in 60 games. Two out of the last three years, he has been at a point per game pace or better. Uh, I know I applaud Ron Hextall for locking him up and getting him at a number that he honestly should probably not have gotten him at. Um, six years, that definitely helps. Uh, I think Ron touched on it on, at the presser today where he said um, that was the main reason why they went six years was because so they could get the AAV down a little bit, which obviously helps their salary cap situation. Per cap friendly, the Penguins have about $23.2 million in cap space. So again, they have the money to pay these three players. It's all a matter of what do you do on the outer edges of the roster? Who comes in? Who moves out? You can cheat the salary of the recap. You know, I, I always, some people always tell me, well, you know, the, the cap exists and it, sure it does, but teams finagle their way out of cap hell like it's nothing. You know, it, it, teams will always be looking to help other teams out and free them of their cap problems. Um, you know, the Penguins, they have some assets they could potentially move out. Brian Dumoulin, maybe Jason Zucker. Uh, if you want to move Brock McGinn, you know, that could potentially happen. Um, <clears throat> but at the end of the day, this was still a very nice contract, and I think it's one that's going to age, I think, like like fine wine for at least the first half again before it potentially turns sour for that second half. Um, just really can't say anything negative about it. I mean, again, I was definitely concerned when I saw that the contract was close to being agreed to because I thought that was going to be an overpayment. But, um, you know, Burke and Hextall, they got the job done, and this is – I will say this too, for those think for those that are out there that are thinking, oh yeah, Penguins window's done, they're going to go rebuild now. No, they. This is a big indication that you know they they want to go all in until Sid retires. Um, the Fenway Sports Group is all in on the management. It looks like um, you know Ron Hextall wouldn't have signed that contract, but with Ryan Russ, and he would have given a, a press conference today if he wasn't going to be here um, for at least the next season. Um, so. 
you know, they're they're ready to go all in for at least this next season and probably, again, until the end of Sidney Crosby's contract. So overall, um, to wrap this all up, great contract. It helps other players potentially stay, like Evgeny Malkin and Chris Letang. Um, Anytime you can get a player to take a little bit of a hometown discount, um, that's huge. And sometimes, you know, players don't want to pack up their bags and leave. You know, it looks like Brian and his wife and his kid, Hunter, and I'm dead serious, his kid is named Hunter, um, it looks like they love being in Pittsburgh, and he said at his press conference that that was the number one goal to remain in Pittsburgh. And sure enough, um, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> they were able to get the job done and sign that contract. So you know, I'll take the L on this one. I thought there was really no chance that this was going to happen. I again, I said probably ninety-five percent that he's gone. I was kind of focusing on them signing Ricard Raquel. That's probably not going to happen now. Um, and oh yeah, just to put this out there, I've seen some takes on social media and other places that. Ricard Raquel is better than Brian Rust. You know, I like Raquel, and I thought he was good when he came over here. But to say that he's been better uh, than Brian Rust over the last three seasons is kind of a joke. Uh, Again, Rust has a point per game in two of his last three seasons, uh, three straight years of 20-plus goals. Raquel, I understand, you know, he's been with Anaheim for most of his career, but um, I don't think he's nearly as good as Brian. And, you know, he's probably going to go out on the open market, maybe get four to four point five million per. You know, right now, I don't think that's going to be coming from the Penguins, um, to say the least. So, again, I will gladly take the L on this one. The Penguins are bringing back Brian Rust. So, coming up in the next segment, we're going to get into Ron Hextall's end of the season press conference, touch on what he um, spoke about, um, and I'll give my thoughts in reaction to that. Now, before we get to that, though, our, our next partner is a product that I use every single day, and that is Athletic Greens. I started taking it because, you know, I, I didn't really have a lot of time to go to the gym just because I, I worked, you know, long hours during the day. You know, I have a couple of days where I have nine to sixes, 11 to eight, you know, sometimes even a two to 11. Um, I kind of want more energy. I wake up sometimes pretty tired in the morning. Maybe that's because I go to bed super late, but that's also um, <clears throat> my fault. But so what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food food source superfoods, and probiotics to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery focus, and the aging. All of those things. So again, I usually take it, you know, try to, you know, when I get up 9, 9.30 for my early days, you know, when I try to sleep in maybe 10 to 10.30, um, now, for some facts about this, it's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, vegan, dairy free, or gluten free. It supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. It's also the one thing with the best thing. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product irritations and third party testing. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. They have over 7,000 five-star reviews. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every single day, and that's it. There's no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, I'm back on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So 
getting to Ron Hextall's press conference from today. And it is about damn time that he talked to me. It's been over a week. I guess he wanted to, you know, get his thoughts and everything. But so Hextall again confirmed he would like to keep Evgeny Malkin and Chris Letang. You know, he said kind of in a perfect world, but again, you know, he, he said they're in discussions. Um, you know, obviously that's their bit number one priority right now. He even said as such during the press conference, you know, that they have a lot of, I'm sure, balls in the fire, but their biggest priority is to bring back two of the core players. They've already brought back Brian Rust. Again, they have 23 million in cap space right now. You can bring back these two players. You give Evgeny Malkin a discount, maybe give him that 7.1 million per. Bump Latang's AAV up to maybe eight or something like that. That's 15 million. You still have 8 million left in salary. And oh yeah, by the way, you can also open up other salary by moving players out. I mean, you know, just doing doing a few exchanges. You know, there's plenty of salary dumps that I've seen this team do over the years. Remember, Buffalo at the time took Matt Hunwick and Connor Sherry from the Penguins. They dumped Nick Bukestag to the Minnesota Wild. They dumped Eric Goodbranson's $4 million salary to make room for John Marino. Yes, I understand those are different regimes, but teams are always willing to help out. So the Penguins, there's really no excuse for this. If they, if they have what it takes to get it done, they have the cap space to get it done. It's all up to, you know, how far do they want to, I guess, bend, you know, with, with, with these negotiations. I think, I think that's really the big thing here, you know, at least in my opinion. So again, I'm not, I don't want to hear the excuses. If one of these two walk, they have the cap space. It's, it is really not an issue um, right now. So still good for Ron to say that though, that it is their um, biggest um, priority. Hextall was also touched on the Penguins' performance in the playoffs. He goes, we certainly felt like we were definitely in the driver's seat in that series. We thought we were a good enough team that we could have gotten it done. Our plan is to continue to try to win a Stanley Cup, and Fenway Sports Group is on board. Um, he also touched on um, the Sidney Crosby hit. He thinks there was a little bit of intent from Jacob Truba. He also uh, he went after Jacob Truba a little bit in that press conference. Uh, he thought it, there was definitely intent on the hit on Jake Ensel about 20 seconds into a Game 5 when um, the Penguins had that five on three. And, you know, good on Hextall for calling for calling that out. Um, obviously, he's going to defend his players. I think any GM in that situation would. Um, but it is past time where we get these cheap little headshots out of the game. Hextall said as such during his media press conference today. Um, obviously, you know, nothing can be changed. That The Penguins blew the 3-1 series lead. But I, I did like that he stuck up for two of the core players and said, you know, it looked like there was a little bit of intent there, whether it was to – injure or you know make sure they couldn't get to the puck i don't know but you know he, he said that he didn't really like the way um the hits were seen uh but you know i i you know i agree with him on that i'm glad that the fenway sports group is all in on this on getting to another stanley cup and you know they they also will gladly spend their money um to do that um other things here as i'm scrolling my timeline um Hextall, he, he did say again, first and foremost, they would like to sign Gino, but he did say if that can't happen, they will look elsewhere for a number two center. He did not say that for looking for a number one defenseman for Crystal Tang, which again, that kind of lines up with what I was tweeting out today with when Elliot Friedman was on 32 Thoughts and saying it sounds like you know the, the negotiations with Latang could be a bit closer right now than they are with Evgeny Malkin. And again, I don't want anyone to take this the wrong way. But my take on this, and this is what I think, it is easier to replace a second-line center than it is a number-one defenseman, which is why Chris Letang should be their biggest priority going into next season. 
yes, do I want both back? Absolutely. But I think if you can get Latang done, which is the harder one, then you can get Malkin done. And then I think, you know, it's, it's, it's totally fine from there. Because, you know, again, look at some of the second line centers in the playoffs. You know, Ryan Schroem, of all people, with the New York Rangers, Carolina, their center depth. I mean, they have good players, but, you know, is their second line center um, elite? You know, not, not really, um, at least in my opinion. St. Louis, they have a deep four group, but is there is there a second line center um, an elite player? No, um, excuse me, whoa, I almost had a hiccup. No, I do not think so. So, you know, th that's why I think, you know, how he said that because, you know, they can go out get a second line center free agency, a.k.a. Vincent Trocek, if he is available, that can uh, come in and play for any of Genny Malkin's plays. Again, I don't want to come to that, but I think that's maybe why he did say that because, you know, again, it's easier to replace a 2C than it is a number one um, D. Now, um, I, I think Mike DeFabo asked a pretty interesting question. Um, he asked, what is missing from the team? And he did say a little more cap space would be nice. Kind of made a little joke about it, but I also think that he is a little bit serious in that regard. Um, I, I think Hextall would love to shed some salary, um, at least in my opinion. Um, this is a team that, you know, even if they do sign Sidney, um, Sidney Crosby, Crystal Tang, and Evgeny Malkin, all right, I had to actually pause my recording because I'm sure if everyone that was on YouTube watching, my wonderful German Shepherd decided to come downstairs and just basically attack me. So that was what you all saw, my massive 65 to 70 pound uh, German Shepherd. Anyways, um, get back to what I was discussing. You know, you know, they, they have the cap space again to sign Evgeny Malkin and Crystal Tang, but they, they, they still need to get a little more cap space. You know, get Brian Dumont, his 4 million. Teams, I think, will take that contract on. He's still a good player. You know, he has that Stanley Cup experience. He's a good defensive defenseman. A team will decide to trade for him. Jason Zucker, love the guy. He makes $5.5 You know, in a perfect world, you maybe move on from him and get all of that cap space. You don't have to retain any of it. There's almost $10 million right there. Brock Begin, 2.75. if you want to move on from him even after just a, a rough season. That, that could potentially be a thing, too. So, again... Even if they do sign both Latang and Malkin, I would not be surprised if Textile goes out and still make some other changes, add some cap space going in free agency where they can, you know, make a, a splashy addition or two, or you know, get a player back in a trade that doesn't make enough money. You know, say, you know, an example could be like in a trade, Olimata to Chicago, remember, um, and they got Dominic Cahoon back and they saved well over three million against the cap. So maybe something like that happens during the offseason with Textile on another team. You know, who knows? Um, at this point, um, Ron also talked about Kasperi Kapanen. He says, we certainly expect more from him next season. You know, I'm not really going to read too much into that. I think, honestly, it's kind of GM speak. Uh, he's obviously going to get qualified. That's the right call. Um, the only way I bring Kasperi back is if, you know, he's making like a one-year prove-it-cheap deal, like one, 1.5 million. He, he can't be making 3, 3.1, 3.2 million like he was next season. I mean, and that, that's just... Uh, that's contract malpractice. He does not, he he did not earn that type of contract going into next season. Uh, if he is brought back, I, I definitely think it's going to be for a cheap, uh, a cheap cap hit just to see if that, if this last season was, I guess, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Like kind of an outlier 
or you know if he can actually get back to where he was during the 2020-21 season where he had 30 points in 40 games 10 of those goals um otherwise i don't think there was uh too much other stuff from ron hextall today um very very quiet he didn't really divulge too much of their offseason plan um Pretty, pretty quiet. I, I think someone asked about the goaltending situation. Um, he didn't really say if he wanted to get another backup behind Tristan. Um, he, he's keeping this to himself. This is this is how he is. This is not Jim Rutherford over here, people. Uh, he's not going to come out and candidly say, oh, I'm going to go make some changes or I'm going to go out and look for trades like Lou Morello said after the Islander season. Um, we're just going to have to wait and see. Um, you know, Hextall said he, he doesn't negotiate through the media, said that they're, they're continuing to having contract discussions with the big two. And no, we're, we're going to have to see um, what happens here throughout the offseason. So that was everything that Ron Hextall said to the media um, on Monday and just my thoughts um, on that. Coming up in the final segment, we're going to get to um, Elliot Friedman's take on 32 Thoughts and just my analysis on that. Before we get to that, though, our partners at Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. You can head to the website today or use your phone to learn more, more about the trends and action that has been online where the game starts. All right, I'm back here on this episode of the Locked On penguins podcast i am your host hunter hodes remember to follow me on twitter at hunter hodes follow the show's twitter at lr penguins so pensburg uh of sb nation was kind enough to put my tweet in there where i, I recorded what elliot was saying after uh when he, he spoke about the brian russ contract on the um on 32 thoughts today and Elliot reported, he said, one of the things I heard was that the 5.125 number is very close to what Rust wanted and what the team wanted. They didn't get 100% of what they wanted for sure, but they got to a point where it was close enough that everyone was happy enough and shook hands and said, that's good. It sounds like the Penguins are hoping they can do that with both Latang and Malkin, but this is the kicker from what Friedman said. He said, I think that's going to be harder to do with Malkin's case right now. It sounds like to me that they're closer to that in Chris Letang's case. So, you know, it, it, again, from what I from what I gathered from that, it sounds like the Chris Letang contract negotiations are going a bit better than Evgeny Malkin's. I mean, Gino, he definitely seemed a bit hurt, I think, at the, his end of season uh, <clears throat> media availability. Um, you know, I, I think obviously they're going to get around to him. But again, I, I do think Latang should be a higher priority right now. You know, maybe he is a bit hurt in that regard. But you know, once you get him done, if you do, Latang, that is, you can go to Evgeny Malkin, and then you can really, you know, just finish that, and then you can get to the rest of your offseason. Um, but again, Elliot finished up. He goes, "What it, this? What this says to me is that the Penguins are saying we will give a little bit in our contract talks, but we want you to give a little bit too. So you know, they, they don't want the players to just, you know." have this straight up asking price and sticking to that and then have the team have this and they're sticking to that. They they want to find that common ground like they did with the Brian Russ and say, hey, you know, this is probably not our best offer. This is probably not what you fully want. But at the end of the day, you know, this is, you know, this is how the contract negotiations work. Right. So, you know, definitely some interesting comments from Freeman. You know, this is, there's a long, you know, again, we, we, there's a long way to go here with this. Um, remember, Friedman reported last week that the Penguins originally offered a contract, I believe it was four years, for Latang that 
it was a little below his current AAV, which was 7.25, which is about to expire. Um, I, I know there's been reports out there that they or they lowball both Latang and Malkin with three times 15. I'm not really sure how much I buy that. Um, but you know, this is again, this is it's a process. It's a process. There's still plenty of time before July. You know, that th- they have what it takes to get this done. It's all a matter of you know, we'll, we'll see what's going to happen here. So that wraps up this episode of the Lockdown Penguins podcast. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the show. I will be back with another episode on Tuesday. Um, I'll have plenty of topics to discuss as always. So thank you all so much for listening, and I will be back uh, tomorrow.